0: with the second episode of the rent is due podcast featuring myself and one of my homies from time Mr. Zach Ronaldo. thank you for joining us this podcast is sponsored by absolutely fucking no one (laughs) we do things our own way here some Starbucks yeah maybe Starbucks and uh, Naya Naya whatever it's called yeah Um, but, uh, first and foremost, thanks for, uh, for bringing us here. We're in, uh, Rennie's new home away from
1: home. Yeah, man. The dressing room. Yeah. The dressing room. Where it all began. Exactly. (laughs) Where all the magic
0: happens. We're out here, uh, just outside Niagara in Pelham.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, this is,
0: uh, Pelham Panthers, uh, junior B program. Uh, the boys took over this summer.
1: Yeah. It was maybe, um, four or five months ago where it kind of, uh, confirmed me as the head coach. I was looking to become head coach after being an assistant coach in minor hockey, and then I was assistant coach two teams in one year. I was assistant coach in minor hockey, Toronto Red Wings. Oh, God bless. And then I got picked up um, by the Milton Menace in the OJ, and I was assistant coach there. So okay. I was doing two teams at once, and I just needed um, kind of my own. So this kind of fell into my lap, and it, you know, the, the organization... Um, had the same vision that I was trying to go after, and it just worked out, and here we are now.
0: What's well, a fucking sick place? I did not, uh, I did not expect this. So, thank you. Uh, thanks for having us here. Yeah, this no is, problem, no problem. Awesome, my home is your
1: home, always, always, my guy, always.
0: Um, let's just uh, we'll, we'll touch up on basically uh, how we met first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, obviously, for those that don't know, which was probably not a lot of you, but uh, you've had a pretty decent uh nhl career junior career yep. uh definitely made a living playing the mm-hmm. game that most canadian kids only fucking dream about i mean i dreamed about it yeah uh, i dreamt about it too yeah exactly and um you know we'll, we'll get into that a little later but uh it's pretty wild to think you're what 16 uh it might have been my third year in the o or second. When i met
1: you yeah, yeah, probably. I was, I think I was fifteen because I was playing junior A, getting called up In the to the Hammer. So I was fifteen, yeah. playing junior A, yeah.
0: So we have this training camp, and this little fucking crazy Italian kid from the Hammer comes to training camp. I'll we'll never forget. We were at, I think Hershey, maybe, and uh, was
1: it Teen Ranch? Was it
0: was no? It that was no. that was the year, maybe the year after. Okay. I think we were at Hershey, mm-hmm. and. I'm like, okay, this kid, like whatever. Yeah, t- it was a 14th round pick, so I was, yeah, it, it was irrelevant. Yeah, the last relevant. name, I'm like, right. he's good. And then you line up to me, you're like, oh, let's go. I'm like, what? I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, not a fucking chance. Like, who is this fucking kid? I remember Any- asking you to go. Oh, yeah, That's I picked the wrong awesome. guy. You're lucky you did. I didn't go, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I wouldn't have been on the team. <laughs> but uh, funny story is, that fucking game, I mean, you were going around fucking, you probably still, and I tell everybody, you must have been, what, 5'9", 140 pounds in your game? Yeah, yeah. If 5'9". Um, if that. If that. But an absolute assassin on the ice in more ways than once. Just one of the hardest hitters probably still to play fucking at the NHL level for your size. I think so. Like I think so, for I mean, sure. if people people watch your highlight reels, there's, there's some heavy-duty fucking hits. Open ice, finishing yeah. your checks. Obviously, the game's changed a little bit. Yeah, for sure. But um, let's talk about what it took to get to that next level. Because mm-hmm. I look at myself, I'm like, okay, I could probably still toe-drag the shit out of you. Yeah. But mm-hmm. there's a reason why you right. played X amount of games and made a living playing this game, yeah. doing what you did. Mm-hmm. So let's hear a little bit about what it, what it took mentally, physically, for that transition from coming from the hammer to a Ju- or an OHL team yeah. and then fucking sayonara, NHL yeah. career.
1: It's, I have to give um, credit where credit's due. My dad installed <laughs> and ingrained hard work yeah. into my soul, into my brain, into my body. So I only knew work hard. That yeah. was it. And you know when coaches and scouts were saying, all you need is hard work, all you need is hard work, I'm like, that to me is the easiest thing that I can easiest. do. Yeah. All I have to do That's is outwork everybody. Yeah. Sign me up. No problem. So that mentality at like eight years old being ingrained to me every single day in the basement shooting pucks to where I'm, you know, I got blisters or I'm crying because I don't want to be there down there no more. And my old man's, you know, we're down there. Um, that was hard work came easy to me. Yeah. I loved it. I, I had fun doing it. I enjoyed it. So um, that was it. I just outworked everybody. Yeah. I didn't care and then that's I think my competitive nature is just outworking working and um, add in the hockey element um hockey to me was an outlet yeah um where I could run around uh <laughs> run us way hurt people but yeah. you know I, I could say, take I could up. take my aggression out yeah. and I can I can hit and I can you know do things that I couldn't do off the ice and I wouldn't get in trouble for it on the ice so that was a big part of me as a kid was using that as, as an outlet and then you know playing the system playing your position scoring goals that also came with it but um, at the end of the day it was hard work determination uh, you have to sacrifice to sacrifice a lot of my friends a lot of time a lot of events um, proms and graduations yeah. and all that stuff so sacrifice that People don't see right right and you know that is in the shadows but um, in a dedication. So hard work, dedication, and sacrifice were the three things that I took pride in as a kid growing up, and I just put it into everything that I did when it came to hockey. So that's how I got out of, um, you know, just being a 14th-round draft pick to the OHL into, you know, six-round draft pick to the NHL to playing 11 years in the NHL.
0: Fucking wild, dude. Mm-hmm.
1: Honestly, like, I... You know, we, I taught, even all my buddies and everybody
0: obviously knows that we, you know, we played together and we're still very tight, obviously. And it's like to think, you know, even growing up in the hammer, you you know, the hammer is a steel town. It's a tough city, but like people don't understand toughness, especially in today's fucking generation, which is, which is huge. And the transition of your game, obviously, yeah, you're a tough guy, you fought, but you're telling you're telling a story prior which i wanted to i wanted to hear just based on the fact that a lot of these tough guys could fucking play right and they're good and they're skilled and they had crazy junior careers putting up fucking point of game more than mm-hmm. a point of game and the general public thinks that in order to get to the next level you have to find a role which sometimes is the case right but a lot of your skill as a hockey player, got overshadowed because you beat the fuck out of people. Right. Plain and simple. Right. And it was funny because you were just telling a story. If you want to elaborate yeah. on that, because I think it's it's crazy because I never heard that story and it, it makes total sense. And I'm like, Oh, and you were saying you regret it. About prongs? Yeah. Right. And you regret it for a reason that makes right. me think who well, I've known you my whole life, I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, obviously, you know, so just, just explain that again so people understand the mentality as Mm -hmm. a young guy going in that league.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, it was an eye opener but it was, um, just kind of reiterate the story. It was, um, it was a morning pregame skate in New Jersey. I'll never forget it. It was like it happened yesterday. Um, Young kid, I was 21 years old, rookie, going up against Pronger on a one-on-one pregame skate. Yeah. Routine stuff. Yeah, yeah. Routine. And, I toe dragged, he, he tried to poke it. I pulled it around. It was beautiful. It's like a 14 foot reach too. I know. I, <laughs> hey, I'm skilled. I yeah, get into that one. Fuck fucking, fucking right. I'm skilled, Absolutely. man. Absolutely. So I toe drag, I shoot, I score. The coaches, the team, everyone's like,
0: yeah. Oh, that's even right. worse. Right. So <laughs> it kind
1: of showed up a little bit and I love prongs and I respect him. And he was my captain. And he's a true leader. Like yeah. man's man, true oh, leader. Oh, fuck yeah. So I'm feeling good about myself, right? I'm, Way up here, 100. So I'm in that line. I'm in line, waiting to go to the next drill. And um, I'm I'm a lefty, so I got stick in my hand. I'm just <laughs> waiting to go in line. And this, and he fucking prongs comes in line. And he tomahawks me, two hand tomahawks me, right on the wrist, and I felt like I broke my wrist. And he's like, "Don't you ever fucking do that again to me." And I'm like. No problem. Yeah. I'll never do that again to you because I respect you. You're yeah. my captain. Yeah. You've been in the league for a thousand fucking years. Yeah. No problem. But then what did you tell me? Right. And I told you that. I sh- you it, regret it. It put me in a box. Yeah. It, it did put me in a box to where then I stopped showcasing some individual skill on mm-hmm. certain guys because I respected them a little too much. Yeah. And I think that hurt me. Why? 'Cause I wasn't able I put myself I I put myself in the box because then I wasn't I wasn't gonna show him my skill. I wasn't gonna toe drag him again. Yeah. I was gonna shoot it or, or try something different yeah. and not work out. Or just dump a bucket and right. put somebody right through the boards. Exactly. So
0: which you made a
1: career out of. Right. But maybe if I had a different mentality on um you know the respect level like where i didn't some cases i should have stuck up for myself yeah. a little more as opposed to yes sir no sir military mentality um yeah i thought maybe if, if i had more of a fuck you mentality yeah. then i don't know maybe i showed more skill not just in pregame scape in practice or in a game because how you practice is how you play yeah. so if i'm just gonna shy away from the skill stuff and practice i'm not gonna do it in a game
0: and that's and that's gotta be how tough when you're 21 years old, it's not like you're on a young team. No, 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 And it's no. not like Pronger's got 30 games under his belt. No, Yager was there, too. Hartnell was there, too. <laughs> like, Yeah, so that's that puts you in a tough situation.
1: 100%. Just,
0: you know, obviously you're that young guy that wants to be, yep. you know, likable. You want to be a team guy, which you right. always have been. We, all, right. we both are. Right. And, uh, but yeah, I guess when you're, you know, you're getting instructions from guys like that, it's, it's tough to it's rebel tough. It's or tough. be yourself.
1: It's tough because... In that, that was going back almost 13 years ago. Where in that day and age, if I, you know, challenged his authority, mm-hmm. maybe I didn't last another month or two months. Maybe I was traded because yeah. you don't gel within the culture, and if you don't obey certain ways, ship you out. You're gone next week. Yeah, I've witnessed it for, with other guys in the O, in the A, in the NHL. If you're not on board with the leadership group, sometimes they find a different path for it's you. It's the business. It's the business. So there's
0: not just politics and minor hockey. Right. Jeez, who would ever thunk? <laughs> Is that a word thunk? I think so. Um, no. NHL career. Played in a few spots. Philly. Yep. My good old Bruins. Yeah. We actually remember we came down uh where did we come Winter Classic. Yeah. We did. Yeah. So yep. randy hooked us Great up. Time. Yeah, Randy hooked Great me time. and a uh, couple of my buddies up flew down. Yep. I mean, you guys got shit kicked. Yeah, fucking we did. Fucking 6 nothing to the Habs. Yeah. Devastating. Yeah, what a I, sick weekend,
1: though. I, I think I I think I grabbed someone behind the net at the end of the game, though. Yeah, you did. I need to do something. You have to. We got obliterated. It was like 5 nothing after the first. Right, right. I was ready to
0: go home. Yes. If you weren't there, I think was a that? lot of guys were. <laughs> if, you, if you weren't playing, I was out of there. Yeah, it. I know. And I, I, I was there you. with two of my buddies that were fucking Habs fans, which is even worse. That's but, painful. Yeah, but That's that painful. alumni game was unreal. Yeah. That was sick. That was mm-hmm. a good weekend. But mm-hmm. um, you did you drafted a Philly. Yeah. Played there how many
1: years? Uh, I think it was in the system for four years. I played sick with place, the Flyers for three, and I played with the Phantoms for how one How fun year. was that? that? That was a dream come true. Yeah. Like, literally a dream come true. You think you fit the bill for that team, or what? I'll go again there tomorrow. I'll do it all over again.
0: <laughs> I'll do it all over the again. The Broad Street Bullies? Yeah. That's amazing. Then Bruins?
1: Yeah, Bruins. Uh, yeah, two years there, Phoenix,
0: Arizona, whatever you want to call it, Arizona.
1: Yep, great time. Yeah. Then Nashville, with Laviolette, um, and then I did two years in Calgary. Oh yeah, that's right. Great, in the bubble. great time yeah. in Calgary. Um, signed a contract, Columbus. It just didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. My morals got in the way. Your morals
0: got in the way. That was the the COVID year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We won't uh, we won't get into that. Um, your career, again, was not base but compacted with aggression hitting fighting did you enjoy it i did you did i loved every you
1: sick motherfucker. every fucking minute of it man i'm like i mean you did a hell of a job of it it's coming from my heart and soul like i envisioned myself at eight years old banging around crashing the net going into the corners hitting hall of famers like i wanted to do that (laughs) i I fucking dreamt of it man And, and yeah So I enjoyed every minute of it. And it wasn't like you slowly engage in this style Mm -hmm. of play. Like a lot of
0: guys get into that league and, you know, I'm not saying take liberties, but if there's a hit, they won't take it. Because you still, you went in there fucking guns blazing and you didn't stop till the fucking Mm -hmm. day you retired. Right. How was that mentally, physically? Obviously, it takes a fucking toll on your body. Right? How was that?
1: My body, your body, your everything—just sleepless nights. I couldn't. I couldn't think that way. No, I could not think that way. Most moment, people do. Yes. 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 A lot of them do. That play that role. Correct. Yeah. I could not because I knew I was having too much fun doing it. Yeah. Why would I? Why? That's that's a sick fuck. Why would I? I Why would that, I man. think? You know, it probably wasn't until the last like three years that I was playing where I was like, you know, I'm 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 sore. Yeah I'm sorry Show me a little bit of You know um, Love Love Yeah Right Some sympathies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah right, right. Like yeah, yeah. you know a Pat him. on the back Right Yeah And um, But at the end of the day Doesn't happen it, it, Right um, I'm okay with How it all went But Yeah um, Yeah man I, I didn't I didn't slow up Off no the ice it. On the <laughs> ice I didn't slow up I didn't want to slow up Life was really fast It happened really fast I lived life to the fullest. I still am living life yeah. to the fullest.
0: Fuck, clearly.
1: Everything was fast, man. It was fast-paced. My my game was fast. Everything was fast. And um, that's the way I wanted it. That's the way it was. And uh, I have no regrets. Zero. I played every shift like it was my last. So I think I, everybody knows that. I did everything. Everything that I did during my career, I did everything like it was going to be my last. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah.
0: Too bad not more players do that, especially in today's generation. Right, I yeah. I think so. And I th-
1: to work, But, like, maybe I could have been a little more mindful about In what, what I was doing. Um, l- you know, listening to coaches. Yeah. <laughs> systems, yeah. playing, the, playing yeah. the positions, playing systems. Um, I was too much of a yes, sir, no, sir kind yeah. of guy. That's how I was raised. Yeah. So I don't regret it, but if I do go back and do something different, maybe I challenge coaches a little more. Maybe I give my two cents a little more. Maybe now, I, maybe now I'm, I'm sorry.
0: In your situation right now, coaching this team or coaching minor hockey or getting your coaching career off the ground, mm-hmm. you gaining a lot more respect for players that are
1: going to challenge you? I want them to challenge you. You want them to challenge you. I encourage you. it. Yeah. It makes them close. It makes me and the, co- and the players closer.
0: From, I mean, obviously, I didn't coach at this level. I did coach for fucking 10, 12 years. And I feel like kids these days will give you respect on knowledge Give you respect on what you've done. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of hard for a kid to give respect to a coach that's seven hundred pounds that doesn't know how to skate and Agreed. fucking Agreed. you know, holds a left handed stick when he shoots right. Right. You know, and he's telling you what to do. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of these parents, especially in the minor hockey system, you know, are try you know, they watch Coach's Corner and fucking the Leafs on Saturday and they're hockey gurus. Right. And they're trying to explain to these kids how yep. it's done. But I think today's generation they're have that like I mean, they're spoiled generation, but I think as you said, once, once you want players to challenge
1: you. Yep. Because it
0: shows what?
1: It shows that they're, number one, they're students of the game. Yes. They're confident in their play. And whether they know it or not, they're going to learn with those confrontations. Yeah. Whether they end up right or they end up wrong, they're going to learn. And I think that's the most important piece. I've been on benches where um, my captains or assistant captains are motherfucking the coach. Yeah. And the coach is motherfucking them back. But yet, then I see them at the end of the game, and they're shaking hands. They yeah, won yeah, the game. Yeah. They're hugging, and yeah, they're having a beer yeah. with that's each a, other. That's hockey, baby. That's creating a bond. That brings you closer as teammates, as friends, whatever you want to call it. It brings you closer at the end of the day.
0: And you were saying your career, it was yes or no. There was no motherfucking. Yeah. There was
1: no, no, I was, I was not... I never felt I was in a position to ask why, yeah. or to say, "Well, I was thinking about doing this." Or Is how about because this? Of the role
0: that you adapted to, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I think that's also where I came from on a family side of things. You know, my dad; it was his way. Yeah, and I didn't, I couldn't challenge that.
0: Geez, you must be right. Italian,
1: right? <laughs> so, and and that was fine. No proc No fucking yeah, that's, problem. That's I still life. had a great time. Yeah, absolutely. Great, great childhood, um, but. He's the boss, right? What and he so, says goes. That's right, and same with the GM, same with the coach. So I was very all right. You want me to do this? Absolutely, yeah, no, no problem. problem. You want yeah. to go help me to do this? A, B, and C. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. So it's a they job. they told me we want you hidden, forechecking, backchecking, play a good D zone, um, fight when you think we need to fight. If anyone touches our teammates, you know what to do. Did you fight? I tried to. <laughs> 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 How many NHL tillers do you think you've been in? Ah. Oh. I don't know. It's a great question. I don't know. I, I, what, I have no idea. got to be,
0: what, 60, 70, 80, on, over 100?
1: I'd say close to 100. That's fucking crazy. I would crazy. say close to – I could be way off, though. I could yeah. be, like, 40. No, I, I right? mean, I just don't know. thinking in an 11-year career, right. you got to be close right. to Right. There. But, like, mixing, like – I'm thinking, like, training camp, exhibition oh, games. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Like, I fought, I fought, like, 20-something times my first year in. In pro, in the minors, my first year, I thought I got twenty four fights in the I jungle. Jumped. Yeah, it was nuts. But
0: that, had, like, that's something you had no choice, right? And I knew that you had that
1: mentality that I had to do this to yeah. make it. But it wasn't no, it wasn't even like um, I didn't go out looking for fights. I never went out looking for fights, unless I was like in a bad mood and my team was losing like six nothing. Yeah. Different story. Yeah, absolutely. But eighty, I want to say eighty percent of my fights came from people big hits. The
0: door. Oh, okay. They had,
1: I had to answer the bell. Yeah. And I think people got the wrong impression. Like I could play the game, but I loved hitting. People ask me, like, would you rather score a big goal or fucking just or deliver a monster a clean, hit? You were
0: a dirty player. No,
1: never. No, I definitely was on the line, hundred percent. Right, hundred
0: percent. Why wouldn't you had be. to be? Yeah, that wouldn't so have they asked, if were. you
1: big hit or big goal? Big hit all day, all long. day, all day long. All day. So people had a misconception about you know me hitting and then me answering the bell right away, regardless, of lose, fight lose a fight win a fight draw I was ready to go and I just so happened to win majority of them when I was growing up
0: yeah hey everybody loses some here and there now you saying that I think that's like the golden rule of hockey that's still fucking around in any league like you know even yesterday watching that watching that game like Kachuk yeah. Eichel's going toe picks, clean hit, yeah. and it's a fucking melee. And then right. after, Eichel's like, hey, it's a clean hit. Love
1: it's, that from him. So do I. Loved it. I
0: love that guy. Yeah. And it's like, clean hit. There shouldn't have been that. It's like... Great. When has there been a last time where somebody's absolutely pulverized the guy clean and just game goes on? Yeah. Never. No. Never. And no. that's why I think a lot of it is getting old because players like yourself that have that mentality are slowly fading out of the game. That's right. And guys are... Open. It's, it's the new generation game the mm-hmm. ice is open guys can fucking toe drag head down
1: they wanted speed nothing so now they have speed but now, now hits even if
0: somebody does want to take a fight fu- even just let them know you're there you mm-hmm. gotta fucking answer the bell
1: agreed and
0: agreed it's something like I said if it's a dirty hit if you're taking liberties on a guy like mm-hmm. knowing that you're gonna hurt him hey I get it but yeah. it's like every
1: fucking hit it's annoying it's really annoying.
0: It's annoying for you. Yes. A guy that's delivering these fucking Correct. hits. Playing your style of game. You're getting paid to do this yeah. job. And if
1: you know what? Sometimes where I would hammer someone, hit someone, and then I wouldn't accept that fight, I would feel that my teammates were like, well, why wouldn't you fight him?" Yeah, yeah. Or the GM was like, you yeah, yeah. probably should have fought him." Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I had that weighing on me, too. So I literally fought everything that came at me after that. And I'm okay. Like, I think the scrums... And the all, like, the clutching and the grabbing yeah, yeah, with your yeah, gloves yeah. on and your fucking sticks in your hand still, that's got to go. Yeah. You can. You hit someone, one guy comes after you. Yeah, exactly. Challenges yeah. you. If you, end, if you accept the fight, you accept the fight. If you don't, play goes on. Play this goes on. Whole, Just play. This whole thing with dog piles and everyone's got their gloves on and all you see is sticks on the ice. So that's that's what has whistle, to leave the eh? game. That has to leave the game. If you're not going to drop your gloves, don't go over there. I was that guy for sure. That's what happened with... Uh, me, I hit McKinnon, and then Girardi came after me. Yeah, but so I hit McKinnon. He was a little banged up. He was clutching, grabbing his shoulder. I turn around and I see this little Girardi defenseman skating after me. So I <laughs> dropped my gloves before he dropped his, and I punched him, and he was out. And I got suspended. I think eight games for that. But again, don't come after. Don't be sprinting at What's me. What's the golden or... rule, baby? Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Right. Just, it was just like, a, that That needs to like stop. Either I agree. Me and,
0: you I know. agree 100%. And I think, like I said, the game, the game's the game. Obviously, it's going to change. But, uh, I mean, right. the, the style that you played in, in that era and some of those teams that you played for, dude, that was the best fucking hockey
1: yeah. ever, man. Yeah, being a Flyer was like a, a dream come true. That's right up yeah. your alley, yeah. baby. The Broad yeah.
0: Street Bullies, little was it, Gino's Philly Cheesesteaks. steaks yep. Oof, yep. you missed that place, eh?
1: You know what? I only had like one or two cheesesteaks while I was there. Really? The Flyer fans might not that like that, but yeah, I was. philly so has got a pretty good fan base. We lived like we lived in um, South Jersey where the practice okay, yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't until, because um, there were certain rules when I got there for the whole team. And once those rules faded away, then we were, we were allowed to live downtown in the city. But by then, um, I was just, it was rank home, rank home, rank home. Hang out with the boys Rank home Hang out with the boys So it wasn't really like I'm on the streets Looking for Gino's (laughs) And I wasn't a big fan Might might get a lot of uh, Backlash for it But I wasn't a big fan Of cheesesteaks I'm more of like On the healthier side of things But it's all good
0: I want that pasta baby
1: Yeah Pasta penne (sighs) Penne what? Penne Penne, um, Vodka sauce
0: Okay I fuck with that
1: Vodka sauce Or like a good meat sauce Mm. Right there's probably some good Tons of cheese
0: yeah. Tons of cheese. Like the yeah. Eh? yeah. And the there's peppers. probably a couple There's probably a couple hot spots in Philly, eh? Philly's got a little.
1: They do spazzle, this one spot spazzle pre game meal. Yeah. They the put, go-to? A bit of, put a little bit of bacon inside Ooh! of the pasta. <laughs> oh buddy. Oh man. I love it. Put the bread and the oh, oil yeah. and the put the cheese in the Stay nice oil. and light
0: before a game for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Sleep of it off. Fucking right. Yeah. Right.
1: Vorchak. Is that that was his go to? Yeah. Yeah. He showed me how to eat. Yeah? Yep. He showed me how to eat in the National League. Eat and enjoy your wine respectfully. Yeah. He she he showed me the ropes. He had a pretty decent career doing that. Oh yeah. Is he still kicking? Uh, I think he's kinda slowing down with um, concussions. And he was going through some shit with concussions. So Fuck. Yeah. You gotta do figure that out. Well,
0: that's yeah. uh that's pretty wild, man. Yeah. That's pretty wild. The brain, Just, man. The brain Yes. Which brings us to our next point obviously um, on the first epi uh, I kind of went over um, you know some of the shit that I was dealing with for the last while mm-hmm. uh, addiction mental health um, now in a role like yours you see all these all these guys God rest their souls you know the fighters as they call it um, you know they battle demons I right. mean most most players do uh, everybody battles the demons in their own yeah. ways um, let's talk a little bit about Maybe some of the shit that you went through, what you had to do to cope with it, um, family-wise. You got two beautiful kids, beautiful wife, uh, living this life as a professional hockey player in the NHL. And it wasn't, you know, no offense, I love you to death, but you're no McDavid. Right. I know that. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, you know, you take on this role of pretty much fucking a legal UFC fighter on the ice. Right. And yeah. it ain't fucking easy. No. There's definitely demons. I know, even without you saying anything, that mm-hmm. that you and and ninety nine point nine percent of the people that had to fucking drop their gloves and stick up for their teammates mm-hmm. to make a buck, yeah. dealt with these demons. Right. So just to touch up a little bit on uh, on some of the shit that you went through, how you coped with it at that level. Mm-hmm. For me, it was a little different because I didn't have, you know, the career. I didn't have the NHL. Um, you know, lifestyle, which God only knows. Thank my fucking soul, because if, if I was in that situation, we wouldn't be having this fucking right. pot right now. Possibly not. But um, let's let's hear, uh, let's touch a little bit about on you know kind of what you went through and how mm-hmm. you coped with that shit.
1: First, though, like I give so much respect to you for doing what you have done. You know, basically stripping yourself down and showing everybody um, what you've been through, and that takes big fucking balls and that takes heart that takes everything that makes a true real person yeah i appreciate that so i respect that for me um it started at like 16 like where like my whole family my whole ronaldo side of things they're um you know they're on meds for anxiety depression sleep whatever you name it so at 16 years old um you know, I was heavily influenced by my family to go on medication for anxiety. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Maybe a d- self-diagnostic.
1: Right. Yeah, and that's why well, I went to the doctors. But it yeah. was like, oh, I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about this. I'm oh, maybe I'm overthinking it. They're yeah. like, oh, okay, well, here's meds. Yeah, exactly. And at that, at 16 years old, I'm like, all right, listen to my family doctor. Listen to my parents. No problem. So I hold that. That kind of was just a, a thing for me growing up as a mm-hmm. kid, and it probably wasn't until. You know, in the O, when we're doing um, – when you're getting – like, I got suspended, like, four times in the O for, like, very – back then and maybe now when you see it on YouTube is aggressive hits. <laughs> right? Borderline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever, I got suspended. But that really – it really fucked with my head yeah. because of, like, people – you know, saying shit about you and and people thinking that you're some type of way off the ice because yeah. you're this way on the yeah, ice. Yeah, exactly. Really, mentally, it played with me big yeah. time. And then when you get to the NHL, and you have these meet and greets and these autograph signings, and I'm I keep it real always, no matter where I am. That's I keep why it we're real, here, baby. So. People would meet me and they're like, "Oh my god, you're actually a really nice person." Oh, you're normal, right? I'm like, and I'm thinking to myself like, "No fucking shit." Yeah, why wouldn't I? Why, do? but why are these people thinking that yeah. I'm not like this? Why are they so surprised? That really, it really yeah. messed with my head um, to a point where like I didn't want to do signings anymore because I just couldn't couldn't be in that situation yeah. where people coming to me thinking I'm this way, and but I'm really not. Really, really, really played with me, man. Fucking right, yeah. And, um, but at the end of the day, it came a point in time where I flushed even like I was on meds for like five, five years, maybe yeah. came to a point in time. Won't forget it. I was in the minors doing a meet and greet and I canceled the meet and greet like last minute. It wasn't cool what I did, Yeah, but I was so in my head Yeah, and, uh, I got really emotional. I was like, fuck this. I'm like, I don't want to feel this way anymore. I don't want the meds anymore. I don't mm-hmm. want that. And I literally flushed them down the toilet. And ever since that day, I haven't been on anti-depressants or yeah. anti-anxiety meds. I just deal with it how I think I need to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And every time I deal with it, it's different. And I think that, that works for me. Yeah. That doesn't work with everybody else. That's not the recipe for everyone to go and yeah. try what I've done because um, I'm, you know, a way different per- – everyone's different. But for me, I just – I better deal with it head on. And not be masked by medication. Yeah. So I went through some hard times dealing with certain things. And I went to some dark places. But I didn't turn back to drugs. I didn't turn back to depressants. So I just battled my way out of it. And I always saw the light. I don't know how. I just, that's yeah. just I just did it. We don't ask questions. I worked through it. Yeah, like, in my own right. head, I worked through it. And I kind of just put it to the side. I was like, no, it's not going to be like this. It's not going to be like that. So,
0: and expe- especially, like I said, especially in that role you played, yeah. those nights where you know that you're, you know, you're playing this guy or no, that see guy. the fighting,
1: no, no, nothing, never, no, that's huge. No, I never that's was like, huge. oh my god, you know, buddy's on the other team. I'm gonna have to fight him. No, no, no. That's All my worries though. were gone on the ice. That's balls. When I went to the rink nothing else existed yeah that was my outlet that's that's what kept me sane as a child going to the rink yeah all my problems checked out gone that's fucking incredible too bad there's not enough
0: people like that dude because we'd have a lot more people still here if they had that mentality well I don't think
1: it's talked about like no one's no one's really talking about use the rink as an outlet why use the ice as an outlet when you're mad you can go and hit someone yeah 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 when you're mad if like I hated school yeah I fucking hated school so I've when I graduated I'm graduated from DeVry <laughs> When I'm done school I can go to the rink And I can let all my energy oh, out yeah. Physically Mentally Exert it no. all yeah. out Right on Great I don't think it's talked about like that Anymore mm. I don't know Anymore ever Ever? I don't know I, 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 like. I don't know I, I'm the only I try to tell the the kids on Maybe not at the junior B level Like minor hockey I'm like I was telling them like you can go out there and hit everything yeah, you're you see. Allowed, yeah, you're you're allowed, allowed to go yeah. and do that. If someone's pissing you off, your mom and dad are up your ass about yeah, certain yeah, things, yeah. or you know, girl trouble, or you're going through some, you know, shit in your life. Well, hockey is the, probably the best tool to use, absolutely, to, you know, within the guidelines of the rules. Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, take it out, man. Say outlet, and if you know scoring goals helps you release that aggression, score hundred goals. Yeah, fucking right. Pass the puck. Yeah. Whatever For me banging and crashing helped me out. Yeah. And that's what helped me go through it. And then on the, on the pro side of things, I think it was just amplified, so I made it a bigger issue than what it really was in mm-hmm. my head. But the end of the day, I was going to practice in the morning, and I was going to play that night or play yeah. on that weekend or every day I was going to the ring, so me having the rank, me having hockey really really helped me out. Save your
0: life, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You get you that's and that brings me to my next point is we were talking about the transition from your last year before covid in the bubble with with Calgary you took a couple years off just to chill before we got into the whole coaching scene
1: no no cuz i was contemplating retirement like in nashville yeah and so i i was i was always um I was writing down, I was educating, I was learning, probably the last three years, I really became someone, um, I, I grew into someone who wanted to learn things, who was reading, who was listening to podcasts, yeah, and just diving into different, you never fucking right, thought. that's I right, know. so it was, it was but
0: shit that like men do, yeah, yeah,
1: you need to do it, yeah, absolutely. um, and they should, but at the same time, you know, if you talk to me about doing that when I was 23, 24, I tell you, go fuck yourself, why, because I was, because I'm not, I'm not thinking that way. Exactly, I'm not thinking that way. So I'm never gonna pressure someone who's that age that's not willing to do yeah. it, think about it. So um, no, I I dove into. I always wanted a gym because I love training. I love off ice workouts. I love the whole fitness that you need to be a pro. And I don't think that we can get into it, but I don't think that's talked about enough. Um, so I for your mental health for just going everything to the gym. Yeah. for everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I became a. I opened up my own business, personal training, yeah. hockey players. It was basically for anybody at that time. There was no gyms open because of COVID. This was
0: through COVID.
1: That was th- yeah, it was through yeah. COVID. Um, so I had a spot that you know you didn't need a passport or a vaccine, fucking whatever, it, whatever it was to come to the my triple N
0: 95 mask. Right.
1: You can come. I didn't care if you wanted it, wear it. If not, yeah. I
0: don't, I don't care. Uh, so it should be. Do whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> uh, it's going to be
1: painful. You be fucking breathing through a mask, but whatever, man, whatever floats your boat. Um, so yeah, I, it was personal training. I did a lot of, um, hockey players. I did a lot of, um, you know, just everyday people who wanted to stay in shape or they wanted to train like an athlete. Yeah. I thought that was a pretty cool concept. Fucking right it is. And then it wasn't until I, I've always wanted to put a spring team together because spring hockey for me was so fun as oh, a yeah. kid growing up, you No, know, like with your buddies and it's the middle of summer. You got two games a day. You're, you're going to roll your, your p-
0: equipment in the in back of the right, pickup
1: truck. Fucking Parents awesome. are smoking butts. The kids best. are just chilling out. Room, uh, mini sticks in the room. The best. Awesome. The so best. I wanted that vibe. I wanted yeah. to pro- I wanted to provide. On the other side of things, though. Yeah, I wanted to provide a really cool atmosphere um, and develop kids at the same time. So it wasn't until I put my spring team together and I stepped behind a bench and I started developing guys on the ice. And I was like, wow. Yeah. What is this yeah. feeling I got? Like, again, when I was on the bench, I wasn't thinking about anything else. Yeah. I wasn't worrying about anything else in but my life. The kids just in front of you. Yeah. That right there. Yeah. And um, ever since that moment, like a year and a half ago, I've fallen in love with hockey on the other side of it yeah on the coaching aspect of things give Development. Him back yeah give them yeah back. give them
0: back is how good of a feeling is mm-hmm. it i that's that's one thing that i've learned even like you know in recovery just helping people yeah. helping kids i mean i coached forever
1: yeah sometimes
0: <laughs> yeah sometimes for the wrong reasons yep. but you know it was it was such a, a gratifying feeling of like mm. seeing kids and you know what a lot of these kids that I took from like minor novice, you know, got drafted this year. It was her draft year. Really? Who? Uh guys, hey, there was uh, Adrian Manzo, we got drafted to Windsor. They're, they're a bunch of guys from the Von Kings. Like, yeah I, like I literally fucking trained them No shit. Like ten, I don't even know, ten fucking that's, years ago. That's rewarding. And I went to go watch him at the OHL Cup. Like I never watched fuck it. Yeah. You not right. pay me to go watch a minor hockey right. game. But right. it was like you know, walk in there And see these kids They got the fucking sideburns A little guido chin strap You know, dressing in the suits With the fucking yeah, yeah. All decked out with the loafers No socks yeah. Swaggy pee I'm yeah. like, what the fuck I know These kids were coming In the snotty nose tracksuits, <laughs> But it was like I was like, holy fuck. Like this is this is cool, man. Yeah. Like I remember these kids when they were literally mm-hmm. just snotty nose kids. It kind of still are, right? Yeah, they are. Yeah, but um, yeah, turning into men, getting drafted, experience it because I did that. Yeah. You did that. Like mm-hmm. nothing's better than going to that rookie camp and getting that gitch, getting that Oshwood Generals, best, fucking man. wearing it all summer, never taking it off. Fucking yeah. change your Instagram profile to Oshwood mm-hmm. Generals draft. Like, yeah. And I, Im- yeah. I told him to embrace it, man, one hundred percent. I Told them yeah. to embrace it because, like, it's it's that shit's fucking. It's real, man. That's what man. it's about. Yeah. That's what it's about. And that's what I find. Like, a lot of it gets overshadowed by all the other bullshit rather than just, like, the, the fun of it. Yeah. Because that was the best part, man. Going to training camp, going to billet houses, like, not yeah. knowing.
1: Like, Exploring, experiencing the yes, unknown. Yes.
0: Yes. I mean, again, times have changed. I mean, our training camp was probably a lot different than it is now. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, uh, you know, everybody has the path. And that's, yeah. again,. I always respect and I always will respect the the way that you did it. Mm. As we talked about it being just solely on fucking hard work. Outworking. Outworking, outworking working people. You know, you were very skilled, but it was like, dude, not I, a lot I of was, guys.
1: You know what? I was the thing that I think really put me in that box of being that enforcing tough guy role was where I was drafted. 14th, oh, yeah. 14th round. Um, now I know, I didn't know that when I was drafted. Yeah, that like if I wasn't going to score more than the first rounder, I was going to make the team. Yeah, and I knew I wasn't going to score more than the first mm-hmm. rounder. So, what else could I do? But I, that wasn't my mentality then. My mentality was like me and my dad talked about: we had a game plan. Yeah, you need to go there and you to fucking make a mess. Work yeah. <laughs> that was that was the game plan, and now, that is what you fucking we to did. You go there and you to make a mess. Yeah, so that's how it got noticed. Yeah, so. If I knew that I was going to get noticed that way, then everything else would fall into play. Yeah. Not knowing that, like, okay, he wants to bang and crash and fight everything. Let's keep him there. Mm-hmm. I didn't want that. I didn't want to stay in that Yeah, exactly. I just wanted to get noticed. Yeah, 100%. So, but then I got noticed too much on that side on of that things. On that side of things. Which was fine. It worked out. But, um, you know, I would have not, I would have rather been, not been drafted and then had a pick of maybe four or five teams that mm-hmm. were looking for a player that could play the game score goals bang and crash yeah and then been able to do everything as opposed to just solidify here one you player. go yeah here's your job so i think where i ended up in the draft obviously played a lot i wasn't political i didn't have finances i didn't play in toronto um i didn't know coaches and gms and scouts my dad didn't kiss ass i didn't kiss ass i was just a uh, I'm on the ice. You like yeah. me? coming find yeah, exactly. me. Exactly. My, my dad's philosophy was no matter where you are, if you're good if enough, you're good, they, will they will find, find, you. find you. And that's. Was... Some of these
0: fucking minor hockey parents that uh, that are listening to this, how many times have I fucking said that? Yeah. If you are good, they will find they you. They will, dude. no matter where you are. No matter where it's you are. It's crazy. And even just to touch upon, like, this whole, like you said, 14th rounder played 11 seasons in the fucking show. Like, what's your message? Especially to to the guys in this dressing room that you're mm. coaching now here mm-hmm. in uh, here in Pelham, like what is your message to these guys that like feel oh I didn't go top five rounds or I didn't get drafted like yeah. like like I explained it to them and I haven't even been nowhere near where you have but yeah. I've been far enough where it's like dude who gives a fuck yeah getting drafted especially nowadays is ninety percent money
1: it's just an invite to camp
0: it's an official invite to camp like signing is easy getting drafted yeah. is easy making a fucking team yeah. Is is the part, but like, you know, fourteenth rounder, Mm -hmm. sixth rounder to Philly, Mm -hmm. you know, coming from a blue collar fucking steel town, not Toronto, not the GTHL, like, and you fucking did it, right? You did it, right? You know, so that's what I try to explain to these fucking people. You know, even like guy like Wayne Simmons, you know, he was my age, yeah, never drafted. I was in my third year in the O. I think he was playing junior A.
1: He wasn't drafted to the O? No, man. Sim wasn't drafted to the O? No,
0: dude. I think he he played midget double A, and then he played, I want to see like Brampton Capitals. Don't quote me. And then he gets a shot, goes to the Owen Sound, makes World Jays. I don't even think he played in the A. No, no, he didn't
1: play in. I don't think so.
0: This guy went from fucking the OHL. Boom. You guys probably had one of the best fucking careers possible. Yeah. Yeah. He lives on my street. I see him all the time.
1: I love (laughs) him. He's a good dude. I love him. He's a good dude. Yeah.
0: But like that's what I try to tell them. Yeah, it doesn't happen to everybody. But it's like you know, look at this guy for instance. Yeah. Never drafted. Never this. Never that. Boom, gets a shot. Fucking sh- if you're good, they will find you. That's right. Makes a name for himself. Plays World Jays. Boom. And LA. What did, what did LA. Wayne
1: do? Wayne outworked everybody. That's all he did. Crazy. Obviously, man. he has skill. But if you don't put the hard work in to let your skill shine, crazy. It will never, it will never be shine. And same with Giordano. Yeah. That guy is a Hall of Famer. Never been drafted. Mangio Pani. Never drafted. What do those two have in common? Italian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> word. Yeah. Word. But anyways,
0: listen, we're uh, we're going to wrap this up, dude. Um, you know I love you forever. You're a fucking unbelievable guy. I respect the hell out of you. Uh, and a lot of people do. Um, and I think you made a lot of good points on, you know, the whole mental illness side of things. Yeah um you know what it takes to make it to that level not Mm. being a Connor mcdavid or a Connor bedard or Mm. you know and i think i think a lot of people um you know they wouldn't even know it's a fucking real estate podcast because i don't want it to be what do you think of the
1: market real estate market yeah i'm not even even into it just say it's good It's great. It's great. There you go. There's our our real estate. It's great. (laughs) Yeah. This is the guy to fucking buy a house from.
0: There's our uh, our real estate uh, spiel of the the (laughs) pod. But uh, on a serious note, dude, you know, I love you.
1: Likewise, man.
0: And uh, thank you for hosting us in this fucking place. I did not expect this, man. And um, for those that don't know, Zach Ronaldo on Instagram. You guys have Instagram for the team?
1: Yeah, I think it's just Pelham. Tell Panthers Junior B Hockey. Check us, check us out. Yeah, um, you know I got Instagram Ronaldo at Ronaldo Zach. Just a bunch of coaching motivational um, content, if you will. So yeah, just give us a follow there. greatly appreciated it.
0: Yeah, well you heard the man himself, and um, obviously you guys know my handle at Mr. Peva. We'll uh, we'll have this up on iTunes and Spotify. Um, and thanks again. Thanks for listening to uh, to episode two with the homie Zach Ronaldo. Much love. Respect. See you guys later.